For more Red FM podcasts, go to redfm.ie forward slash podcasts. Morning all, it's going to be a mad morning this morning. Um, I'm going to be kind of half winging it by the seat of my pants because we have an awful lot to do and much of it includes uh, jazz and giveaways and tickets and free food Friday and live bands and studio and all sorts of different things like that. Uh, so do bear with me. It's going to be a lot of fun, uh, but it is a free food Friday. Curtis here for Selves and Roosters, Piri Piri, Douglas and Blackpool Retail Park. And on that matter, can I just say uh, a big thank you to Mark and all of the staff of Roosters Piri Piri in Douglas and in Blackpool because this time last week they were putting together 150 meal packages, food for all of the people down in Middleton who were reeling and reacting to the shocking flooding and the destruction of their businesses and indeed their homes. So I think that was an amazing gesture last Friday. I'm very grateful to them uh, and I hope that people enjoyed the food all brought down by Red Patrollers last Friday. So I'll tell you all about the food throughout the course of the morning uh, but for now, if you want to win lunch as you head into the bank holiday weekend for 15 or 20 of you in the workplace, then tell us who you are and where you are to 86 8104106 and more on that a little later on. I was talking yesterday about smartphones or mobile phones in the classroom. School ban on mobile phones in the on the cards um, because it's it's literally destroying the younger generation's brain, turning it to mush. My words, actually. Not, there's nobody in the paper saying that. It's just me going off on one. But it is quite serious because it's picked up again um, in the mirror. It's probably more to do, I would say, very much with secondary school, wouldn't you think? Um, I, I'd say that the, the amount of primary school students that are stuck in their phones probably wouldn't be as much as secondary school students, but I'm open to correction on that. But anyway, teachers are now saying that children are falling asleep in class because of smartphone use, according to a leading school principal. Uh, now, the three parties in the government are vying to plan some sort of a ban of mobile phones in schools, but Claire... Patterson, um, a secondary school teacher in Dublin, said it's having a huge impact on our young population. Um, they're turning up late for school. Some are falling asleep because they've been up all night on their smartphones when the parents think they're asleep or they've got tablets or laptops or watching TV when they should be getting very important sleep. So that story dominates the front of this morning's mirror. And there's another tech-related story. It's a court case out of Dublin. It's a Tesla owner. Now, it went to court. You'd, you'd wonder why, when a little bit of common sense maybe would have prevailed better. And the judge kind of saw that in the end, that there was a fellow who owns a Tesla and he was driving with no hands on the M50. And he, is, he had his arms folded like, and they had, he, he's been cleared of a dangerous driving offence uh, after the court heard that he had actually activated the Tesla's autopilot system. So the Tesla was driving itself. And he gave evidence in his defence in court yesterday and he explained exactly how the um, car's autopilot system worked. Um, the guards were driving in another lane and one of them looked over and saw your man and the guard said that he had his arms folded but they were folded very high up in his chest so it was very visible to people because his arms were folded way up high that he wasn't um, you know, in control of the vehicle. Didn't need to be. I think you need to always be alert though. It's not as if you can turn on the autopilot and read a book or watch a TV show, or can you? But the whole thing ended up in court. Now, he got cleared of of dangerous driving. It was a very interesting uh, back and forth between himself and the judge explaining all of it and explaining how it all works. Uh, So that's another tech-related story. There's much to do with the courts this morning. Like, the Echo today is leading with them some significant progress that has been made by Cork Gardaí into the investigation into the murder of the uh, Polish man uh, Mikolaj Wilk 
You might remember that case uh, more than five years ago. The incident occurred out in Balancholic. Um, he was attacked by a gang wielding machetes at his rented home. And that's a front pager making the echo today. Meanwhile, up in Dublin, the case uh, against Yosef um, Pushka uh, continues to dominate much of the front pages. There was evidence yesterday, and this, of course, has to do with the murder of uh, uh, Ashling Murphy. And he denies and ple- is pleading not guilty um, in court. But the trans translator gave evidence yesterday the translator who was translating what Pushka was saying to the guardie at the time um, the translator said that uh, Pushka sounded desperate when he made a spontaneous confession to the murder of Ashling Murphy. So that's the ninth day uh, of evidence in the trial uh, yesterday, day 10 will be today and then on Tuesday of next week we will update uh, with a kind of a, a wraparound update as to the last four or five days but it also makes the front of the star, the translator's claim on the ninth day of the murder um, that uh, he sounded desperate when he actually confessed back at that stage. And then awful tragic news of course uh, which was breaking early yesterday morning, the slaughter of 18 people in America um, in the USA. The gunman um, apparently very much being sought now by police. Um, this is from Lewiston in Maine. They're saying that he might well have escaped on a jet ski. So that's a, an inside page story. And internationally, of course, there's uh, an awful lot happening uh, in our fair country of ours in the sense of who's coming into it and, and who is leaving. And the latest data from the census now shows, and uh, carrying the story in the sun this morning, that more than one in 10 people living in Ireland are non-Irish citizens. So you have over 632,000 non-Irish citizens, which is now making up 12% of our population. That's up on all of the other censuses from down through uh, the years. Um, And it's interesting because when you drill into it a little bit further, you see the continuing decline in Ireland with regards to Catholicism. There is an increase in um, other religions in Ireland, which would be like Hindu or, uh, you know, Buddhist or Muslim, you know, people who follow Islam or in, indeed, you know, Russian or Greek Orthodox and Coptic. But Catholicism, if you look at the 2011 census, um, Roman Catholic, um, those who profess to be Roman Catholic, 85 percent. The 2016 survey, 79 percent. And the survey then from the CSO from last year in the census, 69 so in the space of um, just over 10 years, from 85% Catholicism to 69 ever declining. Um, and the papers also talk about movement in the sense of uh, Ukrainian refugees who apparently have up until now been allowed to leave their accommodation um, from, for a period of, of, of seven days. And there was a lot of talk that Ukrainian refugees were going back to Ukraine for a period of time and then back again to Ireland. That's going to be knocked on the head. There's a lot of changes coming with regards to, um, you know, the uh, facilities and indeed the generous package that's given to Ukrainian refugees. If Fine get their way, it'll be very much caught back. But anyway, uh, that's for another day. Ukrainians have now been warned that you cannot go home for Christmas and you cannot even go on holidays in Ireland. And if you do, that's all very well, but you'll lose your accommodation if you do so. So these are new regulations introduced this month um, and it will reduce the length of time Ukrainians can leave their accommodation from seven days in any one period of time to zero. If you don't stay put in the accommodation you're provided for, uh, then you will then 
lose it. That's an interesting one on the front pages, isn't it? If you look at Middleton, and I was talking about this time last week, uh, on such a busy day for people of Middleton this time last week, uh, the Irish Times talks of it this morning because, you know, this state-of-the-art flood forecasting system, this is a forecasting system uh, not, uh, not to be connected with flood barriers or trying to stop it. It's just getting word earlier so that people can make precautions and, you know, uh, take precautions with the downstairs of your home. Take precautions with the lower level of your business regarding your stock. Apparently that's delayed, delayed, delayed because of a shortage of expert staff, apparently. And that's a front page you're making the Irish Times this morning. But for people who go for different um, cosmetic treatments of different... So I use the term cosmetic very broadly, incidentally, because there are different procedures. Some of them are surgical and some of them are non-surgical and some involve laser, lasers. And uh, the lasers then end up, you know, maybe as, as an example, if people wanted to get rid of body, body hair, lasers would burn it off at different specific parts of the body. But there's a court case that makes the front of the star and inside pages today where a woman said that her legs were left like she was left like a leopard after hair laser sessions that were brutally uh, painful Um, and there's photographs of her legs in the papers today and they do look like leopard stripes and there are obviously red stripes across both legs kind of almost like leopard or, or a zebra if you like and she claimed she was left like a leopard by the multiple burns she went through during laser leg hair removal eight years ago that went all the way to the high court uh, yesterday. Now, it was settled and there was a settlement announced and the judge said uh, that he was apportioning two-thirds against the woman herself on the issue of causation and one-third against the defendants. But it's the photographs that, that amaze me because it does it does seem as if in evidence she was saying that she was in awful pain and on a number of occasions had to ask the therapist to stop because of the incredible pain she was in. At one stage, the therapist said that it's quite normal, you probably have a very low pain threshold. But it's interesting because she paid €1,100 Euro, uh, to remove hair from different parts of the body. And, and again, it just goes to show it's becoming more and more popular now as people want to look their optimum best. Uh, there's a lot of issues then with regards to cost of living. Do you know that gas prices are now up 73%? Uh, in the first half of this year, 73%. Where, where, you know, when it comes to the high and low lists regarding the European Union, we're always at the top of the list that we don't want to be top of, and we're always at the bottom of the list of the ones we want to be top of, if you can follow me. And so gas prices shot up in the first half of this year by 73% when you compare it to this time last year. And then first-time buyers are paying their highest interest rates now in 16 years. That's a front pager making this morning's uh, Irish Independent. I, I hope to come back to other kind of stories, but there's a, lot of, there's a lot of good wacky stories in the papers today. I know we're very much musically driven across the bank holiday weekend, but isn't it very exciting, the news, that the Beatles are going to release the very last Beatles song ever? Because there is no more. Way, way back, apparently, in the 1970s, John Lennon uh, recorded um, his version or his part of a song called Now and Then. So he recorded vocals and piano. All right. Sadly, he was shot at the Dakota building. And then after his death, Yoko Ono gave that recording uh, to um, the rest of the three Beatles, which would have been McCartney, Starr and Harrison. They, in the 1980s then, recorded their pieces for the song. And then nothing more was done about it because they couldn't 
pull John Lennon's vocals away from the piano backing and it just wasn't working. But of course with modern technology now, they've managed to do that. Um, And at the time they were working with Jeff Lynne from the ELO and they brought it as far as they could but the band didn't release the song because they wanted to extract the vocals of Lennon away from the piano that he was playing in New York in his apartment um, and get a clear mix of his vocals. They now have absolutely crystal clear vocals of Lennon on his own, no piano. So they're able to mix it all together. So it really is a brand new song featuring, it's not AI, it's Lennon. Um, Harrison, I know, has passed away, but he had recorded his, his guitar sections of it in the, in the 80s as well. So it's going to be incredible. And they're going to release the song at 2 p.m. on November 2nd as a double A-side, by all accounts, with Love Me Do. So I think that's fabulous. And so they'd be a dynamic foursome, wouldn't they? But right now they're a dynamic duo because there's only two left, McCartney and Starr. There's a lovely story in the Star paper this morning that talks about all of the other dynamic duos. I may come back to it later, later on, but if you th- talk about the dynamic duos, what goes with what? The survey, of course, that's out talked to thousands and thousands of people. And the first one, the most famous and most popular dynamic duo and combo, is not Batman and Robin. It's fish and chips. Follied be bacon and eggs, bread and butter, strawberries and cream, tea and biscuits, burger and chips. That's a weak enough one. Burger and chips, salt and vinegar, Tom and Jerry certainly belongs in the top ten, as does bangers and mash, and cheese and onion. But like cheese and onion what? Cheese and onion crisps? Cheese and onion potato pies? But there's loads more. It goes down to actually 40 in total. Um, one that doesn't make it, though, is... And I wonder why. You think that Tripe and Drasheen would be in the top 10, right? Tripe and Drasheen? One of no? an international list. <laughs> Seriously. I wouldn't, even put, I, would, I wouldn't put Tripe Machine in my own top 100. <laughs> Never mind to say an internationalist. What this, about, okay, what about Chan Moya? Chan Moya's high up on the list. Ah, fair play, fair ah. play. Chan Moya. We, go, we should do cork combos, but top 10 cork okay, combos. Okay, let's do that. Chan so that, Moya, so that's I like the top that. 10 international. We yeah. want the top 10 cork combos. Cork combos, Text yeah. So yeah. Be, 6, Beamish and Kings. There's, um, that reminds me of a thing <laughs> I was going to come to you earlier about it, but they, there's a joke online about the walkie-talkies. You're saying about things that go with each other. And it says here, if the person who named walkie-talkies named everything, stamps would be known as licky stickies. <laughs> <laughs> Defibrillators would be known as hearty starties. <laughs> Bumblebees are fuzzy buzzies. Pregnancy tests are maybe babies. <laughs> a fork is a stabby grabby. Socks are feety heaties. A hippo is a floaty boaty. And a nightmare is a screamy dreamy. <laughs> oh my God, I just love that even more than I love the dynamic duos. Anyway, let, we, we'll all get, listen, get, let's get some more of those dynamic duos. Text 0868104106. We could well be sending you off to some jazz events with jazz tickets for the best ones we come across. But fish and chips is the top pairing, understandably so. But what's being missed? Text 0868104106. Call the Neil Prenderville Show now. 0818-104-106. Red FM. I have been thanking a lot of people over the past four or five days who came to help or volunteer or provide product or whatever the case may be to the good people of uh, Middleton. I ran out of time yesterday and I had wanted to chat with Dan Toomey, who's the governor, the managing director of Cork Builders Providers out Pollard Duffway. Apologies yesterday, Dan. I'm happy to chat with you this morning, but I'm sorry if I messed your schedule around yesterday morning. A little birdie tells me that you have donated over... 10,000 euro worth of product to Middleton. Is that true? 
Oh, that is correct, yes, Neil. Good morning. Ten grand. And, uh, t- yeah. Well, I'll tell you now, there's a bit of a story to it, so I'll tell the story Please as do. it is, because yeah. it isn't just the lone corporal of survivors. Uh, what happened, basically, is that uh, Jacinta Healy O'Shea sent an email to my PA, uh, Adele Healy, on uh, early Monday morning, I think around 2 o'clock in the morning, uh, looking for if we could assist with any supplies and that. And we followed it through, and we said, look, what exactly are you looking for that we can supply so they gave us a list of uh, sort of uh, hygiene buckets and mops and uh, gloves and refuse bags and all that and skip all bags we as well like it's really exactly. practical things yeah. exactly yeah. yeah and like we this stuff we have but some of the product we didn't have in stock so what I did was we were sub- we, we buy them from Dosco another local cork company yeah. uh, I got on to Neil Kennefick the owner of that company and I said look Neil we need a bit of a help here and Neil said Dan whatever you want send over the truck we'll have it ready and we'll give it to you so in fairness uh, the man did because I think Neil has one of his transport managers from Middleton wow. who was helping out anyway so in conjunction with Dosco and ourselves we did fill a truck and we sent it down I contacted, uh, there was Elaine Kelly McCarthy and Bunny O'Reardon, and we sent the stuff down to the hub. But the interesting part in this, and I thought, you know, what goes around comes around, really. We, myself and my commercial manager, Dave Heathen, went down to uh, the hub on Wednesday to see how everything was going in that, right? Yeah. And when we went in, Bunny and uh, Elaine were there, and, you know, in a a kind of a distressing situation, we got a fantastic welcome, and when we went in, we were told, look, this hub wouldn't be there only for what we had donated to it earlier on in the year. So it was nice to hear uh, that story from them. What were they saying? I mean, had had your company and others donated to the building material of the Middleton Hub? Exactly, yeah. And, exactly. And, uh, and, 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 I mean, that would have been a very expensive thing to do. Well, it was, but again, you know, to be fair, we do not have a business down around that area. And as you know, when people are in a difficult situation or if they do need a help, a help out, it's good to be able to do it. And, I mean, Neil, be quite honest about it. You know, we're very fortunate. I'm very fortunate in the position that I'm in because, you know, it allows me to do these things. True. And if you if you have the ability to do these things, and they are for a good cause, so why not do it? You know. Okay. Okay. So that the, the amount of product that you and Dosco came together with was skipper bags and brushes and gloves and bin bags and mops and buckets, all the practical yeah. things that people needed. Yeah. Products for cleaning and hygiene yeah. products, yeah. which would be I saw an awful lot of bleach, massive amounts of bleach. Yeah. So, yeah. so it was you, incidentally, Kiri's gave cars as well to the good people whose cars were trashed. Tesco and Lidl gave pallets and pallets and arctic loads of food and then many individuals. It's it's a fabulous example though of community spirit, isn't it? People coming together. It, it, it is and you know it's a lot of it. You mentioned Carey's there now, they're neighbours of ours, great neighbours of ours here and it's a lot of it is car companies as well because I actually phoned Neil Kennevick back after going down on Wednesday to thank him and I said look Neil you know what we've done was really appreciative you know and you know what he said to me I thought it was quite interesting he said then why wouldn't they he said we're, we're in business in Cork for the last 140 years I mean you know so we are Cork companies and I think there is a certain amount of I suppose 
you know, uh, not, uh, I, I mean, we don't have to do it, no. but I think, you know, there would be a certain, we have a certain responsibility where we should be. No, listen, and you, you, I, I, you do, and but you, you, nobody would have known about it. On, on, it's just I found out about it and called you. Otherwise, everybody would have stayed quiet and done it on the QT. So that's much appreciated, you know, it really and truly is. Yeah. Uh, I hope they're over the worst of it now, Dan. Are, are they looking for anything else, do you know? I'm quite sure you're there willing to help if they are. Most certainly, and I made that very clear to uh, uh, Janice and Elaine and Bunny down there that, you know, we most certainly will help out. And one thing we will do that if people, you know, we do a lot in floors, doors, kitchens and all that, and if people are replacing that, we most certainly will look after them in the prices. We will look, one thing I don't want to do, Neil, and I will not do, we will not profit from other people's misery. We will most certainly look after them with very good prices and help them out in any way we can if they want to replace uh, those type of products. You oh know? my God, that's so because kind. Because I, I, think it's, it, I think it's only fair, you know, we are in a position to do it and when one is in a position to do it, why not do it, you know? Fair play to uh, you. Listen, yeah, hopefully, yeah. hopefully, they're not, I mean, hopefully they're not going to get flooded again at any time across the winter. But that's a kind of a fingers crossed job, isn't it? Who yeah, knows? No, and, well, and when you look at it, I mean, Middleton is a fantastic town. I mean, they've given us some great hurlers <laughs> and <laughs> the other thing is they manufacture whiskey. Men- they gave us great whiskey as well, Dan. <laughs> exactly. Uh, I, uh, I'm a member of their Middleton Barrel Club. And I mean, <laughs> <laughs> it's something that I could never take to whiskey, to be honest. Thanks be to God. But listen, fair play to you. It's a, it's a wonderful gesture and much appreciated by the good people of Middleton, that's for sure. Uh, and, you, and you're getting it back in spades, for want of a better pun, um, because um, it's a success story beyond any other at Cork Builders Providers at the West Link in Toker. Nice one, Dan. Dan, appreciate it. Okay. Take care, Thank you, Neil. Take All care. The best. Know, Take bye. care. Bye. Incidentally, there was a, I, I'm still getting contacted from people and one of them jumped out when I was t- chatting with Dan there. It's an email from a woman said, I was flooded seven years ago. I lost count at 14 times in a two-week period. I'm flooded, I'm flooded again now. She says, I lost everything downstairs again and again and again. I don't know who to turn to. On the news, people are saying the county council are fantastic. In reality, they won't even answer the phone. I'm ashamed of my home. Uh, the way it is now. I pay my mortgage, I worked my backside off and I'm now living in a hovel because of flooding. I'm just so scared now every time it rains. I've done all I can to prevent the flooding. I am anonymously begging for help. Uh, Thank you for that email. I think it's pointless you calling the County Council. It's the 0818 number you need to call. There is money available to you and you will get it quite quickly. 0818 60 70 80. Pick up the phone and dial. One or two other stories actually of interest. I was talking about uh, Middleton distillery there. Do you know the apology that Formoy got uh, because of Zoe and the horrible things she said about Formoy Town saying it was horrible, horrible. She said the only thing in y'all is in, in Formoy is a bridge that you can throw yourself off. I mean it's beyond disgusting what she was saying um, and it featured on the Graham Norton show and then last Friday he apologised. Um, you can actually taste his apology now. I'm assuming this is accurate and I'll have to check with the good people of Fromoy. Um, he is now, he's now posted um, an advert up on social media saying um, he wants to cheer up the people of Fromoy and he's reduced the price of Graham Norton Sauvignon Blanc and Graham Norton Sparkling Italian Prosecco. Now, I checked, actually, because I said, well, nine ninety nine for a bottle of Sauvignon Blanc. It ain't cheap, you know. But actually, it retails at fifteen ninety nine, so it's down from fifteen ninety nine to nine ninety nine, and the prosecco is usually twelve ninety nine, and that's also nine ninety nine. So I'm just wondering if somebody can clarify: are those reduced prices the apology just for people buying wine and prosecco in Formoy? 
Text 0868104106 on that one. Uh, live music in studio after the break. Get it off your chest. Text the Neil Brenderville Show now. 0868104106. Red uh, FM. I gave away a lot of tickets yesterday for the Jazz. The same again this morning. We have tickets for the Everyman. We have tickets for Mac Fleetwood at uh, Cork City Hall this morning. We have other tickets for the Everyman, not just Saturday night, but Sunday night. We have tickets for the Metropole, the Hub of the Jazz for Sunday night. Uh, I also have tickets for the Metropole for tonight, the Hub of the Jazz, and lots more besides. And of course, live jazz in studio all morning long. Happy to say, back again for another year uh, to play for us and entertain us, the great Leash Leahy. And she's joined in studio with the keyboardist Scott and sax player Ken Marshall. So welcome back on what will be a hectic bank holiday for you. Hope you're fit. Thank you. I'm hope you're oh, fit. I've been doing my lunges all morning. I hope you've been in training. <laughs> jazz lunges since last Monday. I'm ready. Okay, and the voice yeah. is good? The voice is... Oh, well, we'll see now. Let's go for it. Who, who, who have you got with you? So um, I, okay, so I have Scott Flanagan here all the way down from Belfast, but he's resident stalwart in the Cork jazz scene. So Scott teaches with me in the Cork School of Music um, and he drives down from Belfast. He teaches all day. Drives down every day and every goes Every Monday. Up. He does the jazz session in the Crane Lane every Monday night with Paul Dunley and all that gang and then he heads back up on a Tuesday. Every Friday night he runs his own jazz club in Belfast, Scott's Jazz Club which is sold out every Friday night. It's an incredible venue and I'm really excited to be, play- to, to be playing there in the new year. And then over here another stalwart, Ken Marshall is going to play tenor sax for me um, and Ken will just be running. I think Ken must have a skateboard every jazz weekend oh, to, uh, to, <laughs> to make all, all the gigs. You're all over the place for the weekend. <laughs> I got up at 8 o'clock. I know I'm here. He got up at 8 o'clock and he had well, no got, idea he was going to do this. You got up to shine the sax. <laughs> Like, he did. He's holding the saxophone in front of him to shield him. If you look at it, it would blind your eyes. It's so shiny. I think, what, what did you have out? The, bra- you have the brasso out this morning, did you? <laughs> All right, guys, let's make okay, it happen. let's go. One, two, one, two, three. I love with you the first time I looked into them, their eyes. You got a certain little cute way of flirting with them, their eyes. They make me feel happy, they make me feel blue. No stalling, I'm falling, falling in a great big way for you. My heart started jumping, your shoes started something with them, their eyes. Look out and watch out if you're wise. Brown eyes, they bubble, they sparkle. Gonna get you in a whole lot of trouble, this danger lurking, you're over. Overworking at them, their eyes. I fell in love with you the first time I looked into them, their eyes. You got a certain milky way of flirting with them, their eyes. They make me feel happy, they make me feel blue. No stalling, I'm falling, falling a great big way for you. My heart started jumping, you sure started something with them, their eyes. Look out and watch out if you're they sparkle, gonna get you in a whole lot of trouble. There's danger lurking, you're overworking, and them, their eyes. Okay. <laughs> 
eyes. You've got a certain milky way of flirting with them, their eyes. They make me feel happy. They make me feel blue. No stalling, I'm falling, falling a great big way for you. My heart started jumping you. Sure started something with them, their eyes. Look out and watch out if you're wise. Brown eyes, they bubble, they sparkle. Gonna get you in a whole lot of trouble. There's danger lurking, you're overworking it. They That's not an easy thing to do. <laughs> particularly those you lap you lap at lyrics. And you, you got it, Neil. That's hard to do with Tindy Back lyrics. I know that you're racing away to Carrigaline, aren't you? Yes, you are going this go- morning. Yes, we're bringing the CSM Junior Jazz Band down to Carrigline Educate Together. We might embarrass the Principal Rory. <laughs> They're an incredible team down there, Neil. But can so you I'm... hang around for maybe a bit with the Roaring Forties just the other side of ten? Would I get to sing a song with George? Joe, absolutely. Let's do, do it. Do whatever you want with George. Let's do it. <laughs> right. Don't okay, guys, me. thanks for now. <laughs> Appreciate it. Thank Leahy you. Thanks for having with, me. With uh, Scott Flanagan and uh, Ken Marshall. Some more on that after uh, 10 this morning. Hang in there, guys. Lines are open on 0818 106. And it's a free food Friday, so do text who you are and where you are to 086 8104. Uh, sorry, text 086 8104 uh, We'll start reading out those uh, shout outs for free food Friday just after 10 this morning. But uh, we are, of course, not just heading into, heading into and it started at the jazz weekend, the long weekend, but also heading into Halloween, which is next uh, Tuesday. Now, on Tuesday's program, we're doing an awful lot more with regards to Halloween and ghostly stuff uh, and, indeed, um, you know, events that are on and things like that. But we are looking and will be looking over the weekend for ghost stories, for some great prizes. Uh, so with that in mind and lots more besides, um, we took to the streets of Cork there recently just asking people as to whether or not they actually believe in ghosts uh, or ever experienced a ghost. <laughs> believe in ghosts 100% I'm not joking I do too I've never had like a ghostly experience a serious one but I do definitely my friend Lissy her you can hear upstairs there's like the old man that used to live there he still walks around upstairs but like it's not like he's speaking to, you know what I mean you can just hear him kind of walk around up in the attic is it no just upstairs in his old room and the house got an extension onto it and he never goes into the new part of the house it's always just the old part of the house that he walks around and that doesn't freak her out no because he's a nice man he's actually my great uncle (laughs) so I'm not scared of him God bless I used to live in a house that had ghostly activity and the weirdest thing was one time uh, we had left home came back there was a broken glass all over the house and a very sticky, very smelly green substance. It was, it was almost like corn syrup. It was horrible. And did you stay there long? I lived there for many years. And it never freaked you out or anything? No, I kind of got used to it. Um, after my parents left, I told the, the whatever apparition or whatever, I didn't want to deal with it anymore. I was pretty firm about it. And it, it didn't bother me anymore after I did that. I know it's kind of strange, but it, it worked. So you definitely believe... Oh, yeah, absolutely. I mean, I don't know what it is. Maybe something we don't understand. Maybe ghosts, maybe something else. I don't know, but there's something out there. Uh, I believe in ghosts, but I haven't had, the, like, the experiences that he has. More like a, just like a aura or premonition or something like that. Spooky feeling of being watched or, like, another presence around me. And that's what I have felt, but I haven't actually seen a ghost. Do we believe in ghosts? Yes, <laughs> <laughs> We do. 
when I was younger, man. They yeah, but sell. I think when people are younger and they see ghosts, I think it's just sleep paralysis, man. Yeah, no, I've seen him in Kinsale, man. I've seen some Spanish. Kinsale's a haunted town, man. Yeah, we've got a lot of history there, you know. The white lady of Kinsale, like, you Yeah, know? I've seen her. Spooky times, man. He was looking for money back off a fella, so he tried to get him up on the weed before. And did it respond to you? Yeah. He told you where the money was? Yeah. Did you get the money back? Got the money back, yeah. Dug it up. Now dug it up. Well, I was in Danny Weezy Ball. And you know where it was? Buried with his friend. Buried with Danny Weezy Ball a couple of times, and then I always got spelled on to the board. That couldn't have been anybody else moving the board, no? No, no, because when it's over, man, and I put it, you know, say that's the board, the thing I use it, the fingers has to be that much up off it, yeah? Yeah. Because I'm not touching the tent. Yeah, yeah, it's the the connection from the spirit and you that moves it, so the oak would be up like that, look. So when they made it, and the two boys that were on it didn't know they couldn't have planned to go to these walls and these walls because I've just done the spawn in the morning. And then they said, then they said to my mate, you bad man, you left me to die in the river. I wouldn't do it again because you, because you could get a bad spirit and then if you want to be doing it with people, that's not going to be messing because if they say if the spirit gets out of the glass, that he's around, he's, he's in the room then. Ah, there be spooky stories out there, like, ghosts are real. But how do you know you've never seen one? Ah, just, we have to take people's word today, can't all be lying. What sort of stories do you be hearing? Ah, just stuff moving in the houses and all that. Great stories. I love the story of the girl at the start there talking about the ghost in the house and only moving around upstairs in the older rooms, not in the extension. And then the guy's describing his use of the Ouija board. They're dangerous things, I can tell you. But we're heading in, of course, to Samhain. Uh, Siobhan, good morning. Good morning. How is are the, you? I'm good. Is, is this a story from County Wexford, is it? It is, yes. It's from Loftus Hall. Loftus Hall. Is that a big old house or something? Yeah, it's mostly it's mostly the most haunted house in Ireland. It's Is now it? being converted into a hotel. The most haunted so, house in Ireland. Why do they say that? Um, it's where the devil came to play cards one night. Ah, tell us um, that story, will you? <laughs> yeah. So there was a family living in Loftus Hall at the time, and there was like a storm. And one night there was a knock on the door and this man came and asked for shelter from the storm. Sorry, now, won't you drop it again, but is this a long, long time ago, was it? It was a long, long time ago. Um, I can't remember the exact exact date, but it was a very long time ago. Okay. So he came and he played cards in one of the rooms, which they've called the card room, and he was playing with the daughter of the house, Anne. And she dropped one of our cards, and when she looked under the table to get her cards, his feet were actually hooves. <laughs> and she got afraid, she jumped up, and he apparently jumped from his seat, went through the ceiling. So if you'd visited Loftus Hall before it was being converted, there's still a hole in the ceiling from where he apparently went through. And he went through the ceiling, and it's supposed to have been haunted since. Since 1775, the devil playing cards with the family arrived on a stormy night. Now, you went down to, what, see if there was any ghostly apparitions, is it? Yes, so I've been there a few times when it was open for ghost tours, and I did a couple of the overnights. 
and one of them, um, they asked if anyone wanted to do a lone vigil. So I went into a room. What is a lone vigil involved? Just you on your own in a room? Just you on your own in a dark room with just your flashlight as a light. And I was facing a mirror and behind me I could see something in the mirror, just reflected in the mirror back and forth. But whenever I looked behind me, there was nothing there was nothing behind what me. What were you seeing in the mirror? It was I couldn't really see it properly. It was just this white reflection that just kept going back and forth and back and forth. And then I got up to check was it the curtains or was there something like loose wallpaper on the wall or something, but there was there was nothing behind it. It wasn't me. the beam from the flashlight. No, you'd rule that out. No, yeah. no. Yeah. Okay. And why why would you want to do that on your own? I mean, would you not find it very, very scary? It was a bit um, weird and creepy, but it was the fun of it. And tell me about your dolls. Yeah, so I have six dolls that are apparently haunted. I got them based on the fact that they are meant to be haunted by different spirits. But I've had nothing from any of them except for for knocking. There's knocking at 6.25 every morning. So if I'm not at work, I hear a knock at 6.25 every single morning and I've no idea why. Is that your radiators kicking in, no? <laughs> no. <laughs> did, did, I wish it'd be warm, at least. <laughs> you're mad keen to come across a ghost or a spirit, though, I get the impression. Yeah, like every Halloween night, I will stay in the Maldron on Shandon with a Ouija board because it's meant to be haunted. So I stay there every single Halloween and I've never had had an encounter. You're that. incredible. You're like incredible. <laughs> so why is the Maldron, I don't know how happy they'll be to hear this, why is the old <laughs> North Infirmary supposedly haunted with who? It's well, There's supposed to be different ghosts there. Um, there's apparently a ghost of a nun um, from when it was a hospital and she fell asleep one night and she was meant to give a patient medication and she didn't because she fell asleep. And sadly, that patient passed. And when she passed, she continued to haunt the halls from her guilt of having not given this patient his medicine. Wow. And, I mean, have there been sightings of this nun? Um, there haven't been sightings of the nun, but online people have said they've seen other things. So, like, I've tried staying in the rooms that people have said they've seen something in, and I've never, I've never seen anything. This year I'm staying in a room facing the graveyard, so I'm hoping to see something. <laughs> You book it. You book in every Halloween, do you? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> is it is it room three one seven? Um, three eighteen and three nineteen are meant to be the two most haunted rooms, <laughs> and then the one in between them, three twenty five, is meant to be closed off from people staying there. Somebody yeah. says I stayed there on a tour in two thousand seventeen. I had a ghost cat in my room. Um, the window overlooking the cemetery we saw a ghost at the wardrobe a lady the height of the wardrobe wearing a beige dress with flowers and I felt that we were being watched all night are they for real now are they wind ups I I don't know see I've never had that happen so I'm staying in a room this year that overlooks the cemetery so hopefully I'll see something (laughs) and you you say that you bring a Ouija board so you're in the, the, the hotel bedroom with a Ouija board Summoning yep. up spirits, is it? Yeah, I'm just I just leave it there and see if anything moves it. Um last year I bought uh, one of my haunted dolls with me and left him in the room while I went out and recorded him, but nothing happened. Um I bring Ouija boards, I bring EMF readers, I bring um <laughs> the I can't remember the name of the box, but it's a box that they if they talk, words come through it. So I have one of those. Um But nothing stirring <laughs> yeah, yet, no? 
Nothing, nothing yet. I've not had that luck yet. Yeah, but that Ouija board, they're dangerous, I'm told. You shouldn't be, can't be, you know, don't be messing with those things is the advice. You, know, you, you could... shouldn't be messing with them if you, if you don't know what you're doing. So if you don't add your protections, you don't open and close it properly, you could bring something through. So Has anything ever been spelled out on the Ouija board for you? No, no. <laughs> Yeah, I don't know. Can you you can you do a Ouija board on your own? You got to have a few people with their finger on the glass in the middle of it. I thought no. You can you can do it on your own. You're not meant to do it on your own because you can invite absolutely anything in, and there's less protection if you're doing it by yourself. But you can do them by yourself. That's but incredible. Again, I've had nothing happen. Okay, but you're not giving up anytime soon. No, nope, I'm going to keep going till I see something. <laughs> yeah, and just on the final question, you said you got these dolls because they were meant to be haunted. Who told you that? Some yeah. kind of a Del Boy character? Is it at a, at a, at a boot sale or what? Uh, no, um, there's this page I'm on on Facebook and they sell all the haunted dolls and they give you the history that comes with them and what they're meant to be haunted by. But again, I've had nothing happen with any of them. Yeah, it's big, are the old dolls big, big money for them? Um, I didn't pay big money, thankfully, for them because I've had no ghost. <laughs> and give me an example of what they say, say any one of those dolls is haunted by. Um, like I have one doll that's a clown in a rocking chair and he's meant to be haunted by someone named Harry and it's meant to make the chair rock back and forth when he's in it. But I haven't had that happen. I even took him to the modern and let him in the room and nothing happened. Yeah, but you need to get a money back guarantee on the fella in the rocking chair. He's not working. <laughs> he's not delivering. He's no, not he's doing not. his job. He's not. Yeah. No entertainment from him. And and very finally, I promise I will let you go. Do you watch scary and spooky movies and films? I do. Um, I actually have my own spooky podcast as well, and I love <laughs> watching any horrors or anything like that. Do you have a favourite? Um, my favourite horrors would be any of the Conjuring series. Don't know them. Anything else? Um, Nightmare on Elm Street. Good one. I what about what about The Shining it. or The Sixth Sense? I love The Shining. <sighs> Um, the Kubrick version I love that one I don't know what version I watch I just love watching it <laughs> happy Halloween girls lovely chatting with you Siobhan thanks Take care. come back to me and let me know how you get on in, this, in the North Infirmary will you please come back to me next week I will. Okay. I will. We'll update and we'll talk more about your podcast. Thanks for now. There's some great prizes actually for the scariest and spookiest ghost story today, including a table for six at the Jazz uh, Ball down in the uh, Radisson Blue Hotel. Six of you will be down there. You'll be fed and you'll be uh, watered and you'll have live jazz music. And that's all happening tomorrow night. John, good morning. Hello, kid. How's it going? All right, my son. I'll be back to the North Infirmary, is it? Well, yeah, the Norton family, I said to the chap the other way, like, well, he said, well, what way? He said, but that by Bob and Jones, yes, he, he, sure, he didn't know about Bob and Jones, was up to, up to the end, yeah. Well, uh, well I, I do, but explain to people, I, Bob I, and Jones are two kids dressed in school uniforms and their sculptures are there up yeah, by yeah. the graveyard, yeah. That's correct, yeah, but uh, that woman, yes, she was on the other about, uh, the, the go- but there's supposed to be a ghost, yeah, or something, yeah, years ago, I heard that as well, like. In the graveyard or in the, the old North Infirmary? In the in the, in the new old North Infirmary, Neil. Yeah, and is it supposed to be this this nun this this nun That's that was, right. was supposed to give I medicine? Have that as, yeah, yeah, I have that as well. Yeah. Do you ever? Do That's you ever? Did you ever find yourself up there in and around the graveyard, dark at night, maybe over the oh, Halloween? Jesus, walk, walk, walk twice more, Neil. Why not? Oh, Jesus Christ, no, 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 you, you don't want to see a ghost, no. Oh Jesus Christ! No, I'd yeah, love, I'd love to see a ghost, John. I would absolutely. Would I would, I would, I would. Well, I'd, have to, 
I'd love to see me man and dad know me sisters. You know what I mean? If they came back, like, do you know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. Do you ever go to see to, to a psychic or anything like that and see if they oh, could connect? Oh, oh, Jesus, oh, Christ, not. They're all up in the government. <laughs> but uh, I tell them what, no. I lived in the barracks the other way, ball on the other above in Kansas barracks, you know? Yeah. And my sister there, you had to lay the heaven for the other year, donkeys years ago, it was late at night. And she was coming through, and there was a load of dogs across the road. Jesus Christ, I made it. The barracks was hard to lay Kansas barracks. Do you know what I mean? But uh, Jesus was a load of dogs. She got an awful fright. As in what? As in what? The dogs were barking or what? Like, they were just laying across the road, and when she, when she was walking down, they just all they, they, they all just kind of moved away. By Christ, by she got some fright. Oh, you think that they were ghosts? Yeah, she reckoned they were the bad cheese or something. Go away. How long ago was that? Oh, yeah. Long time ago. Oh, Jesus Christ, Neil. That's donkeys years ago. Well, a lot of people died. Only... A lot of people died up in the old Collins barracks oh, down through the universe. Right, yeah. Unfortunately, we right. shot there also. Good stories. That's All right. right. So your advice to stay away from the graveyard of the old North Infirmary oh, then? Jesus Christ, yes, she. All right, take care of yourself. Thanks, John. Happy Halloween to you and Siobhan as well. Back after 10, text 0868104106. Keep the stories coming. Now, the Neil Prenderville Show, Red FM. On a free food Friday again this week with thanks to Roosters, Piri Piri, Douglas and Blackpool Retail Park. So text who you are and where you are to 0868104106 and we'll start the shout-outs in about 15 minutes' time. And I'll tell you all about the food as well. So hang in there till then. But just popping in very quickly because we're going to get some more live jazz in studio. Of course, one band that never let us down, jazz after jazz after jazz, is George Patterson and the Roaring Forties. So welcome back again. Pull into a microphone. Thank thank you for having us. Not at all. It's great to see you every year. And you're happy. I love this new combo that you got every year. You do your own thing, but Leash jumps in as well. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So we're going to get a couple of songs. She's got a leg to Carrigaline, right? Uh huh. Okay, Okay. so let's get that done. But where you, I I definitely know you're back in Barry's across the jazz. Yeah, Barry's across the jazz. Yeah, yeah, we're at Barry's from uh, every night, uh, Friday, Saturday, Sunday, Monday, in the evening, six till. So I'll see see you Monday for the Monday Monday game. What's happening other than that Uh, in the city? We've got the, uh, we're playing at the the girls' school, uh, Regina Mundy's, this afternoon from one o'clock, and then we're playing at the Imperial. We're at the Imperial for Friday, Saturday, Sunday, Monday, uh, from three till five. And then a new one for us is the um, Brick Lane. Oh, wow. Yeah. Good yeah, venue. I'm looking forward to that. Yeah. yeah. So uh, by the time I see you late Monday evening... Your, don't talk to me. Your voice will be <laughs> no, in tatter, in shreds, uh, yeah. like chopped liver. La- the last two years, it's actually <laughs> held out. Yeah. But before, prior to that, of course, I, always, I came out the other end sounding like Lemmy. <laughs> <laughs> well, what? not a good, not as good as Lemmy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> maybe, maybe, maybe some hot toddies across the weekend with a yeah. dash of lemon. Alcohol, alcohol's never a, a thing over the weekend. Uh, Barocca, too busy. Yeah, yeah. two, yeah. two Barocca's and um, some um, uh, anti-inflammatories. Nice. Well, interestingly, yeah. your your agent, when we contacted them to book you for this yeah. morning, said that your writer included that you would be here, but you would need a bottle of Jack Daniels bottle and Jack a bowl Daniels. of M and M's with all the red ones taken out. Please, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the red one, well, actually, because we're on Red FM, you can keep the red ones yeah. in. <laughs> I should have actually said just red ones in. We can afford to be a bit wacky and a bit silly for the morning that's in it. All right, get your skates on. Right, Happy then. to have you back. Happy to have a leash as well. What are you going can to do? Can I say something? No, there isn't time. Oh, good. <laughs> that's right. But, um, uh, Dolores is in Toronto. She's in um, uh, palliative care in Toronto. She would be at the jazz 
uh, festival every year. Oh. She's been at the jazz festival every year. And I just want to throw her name out there and say is she thank you. Um, she's she's in a hospital in Toronto. Hopefully she is. Okay. Yeah. Well, and I just want to say thank you. Okay. Yeah. Well, listen. And I also want to say I love you to my wife because mm. I was able to say it four times when she was on her way to work, but I didn't get that fifth one in just as she was disappearing oh, into the distance. Paula, uh, I love you, George. <laughs> He's a true romantic, isn't he? Yeah, yeah I love him. If my husband's listening, I love him five, six times. Oh, are we are we all finished <laughs> with lovey dovey? Oh, really, Can you please get I love out of you. here? I love you. I love you. I love everybody. Just get on with the job. Let's go. Thank you. George with Leash. Um, I will do the rest of it while you're heading out there. Bobby Bobby Mack and the Dukes will be in studio as well this hour. And 11 o'clock, happy to invite back again to the show. They've been with us at least one other year. At the New York Brass Band, they pack an enormous punch. They're going to be playing as well. And then Jorge Jorge Cachamari and the Underscore Orchestra, who actually do a really good song um, that's all about whiskey. I don't know if they're going to do that one or not, but we'll find out. But let me get my line open here because the lads are in a completely different studio to me. So, George, I don't know if you can hear me, man, but I'm ready for you. So let's see what you can do. Let's go for it. George Patterson, the Roaring Forties with Leash and a whole gang of them.
So good, it really does. George Patterson with Leash Leahy and a whole gangload of musicians live in the studio for the jazz. More uh, a little later on. It's a free food Friday, courtesy of ourselves and Roosters, Piri Piri, Blackpool and Douglas. And you will get, this will feed 15 to 20 of your chicken wings, chicken skewers, beef skewers, all of the main event then, which will be chicken wraps and chicken pittas and the most delicious beef burgers, basted in the famous Piri sauce. And for sides, the Piri salted fries, the rice and the waffle fries with the mayo and the garlic mayo. And then you build your own cheesecake with lots of different toppings. You can do all of that yourself. Further details at roosterspiripiri.com. So a big shout out this morning to all of the team at ILC Dover in Blarney. They said with everything going on in the workplace, the morale is fairly low, as you can imagine. We are due to close in January. Think of us. Uh, Karen and everybody at the pharmacy department in the South Infirmary, Victoria, to Power Haulage and Carry Tool, they did incredible work and kind, very, very kind gestures to help the people of Middleton, Power Haulage. They said they would also like to applaud all the young people who are out helping the community in Middleton. It's great to see that they will carry a great community spirit through the next generation. So say all of us. The Complete Upholstery Centre, Foam Services in Barrick Street, Kyohan, Ready Mix and Inishannon are listening. Rathpeak and Fireplaces in Hollymount. Industrial Estate, love the show. Morning to Nicholas and the crew. Boston Scientific, morning to you all there. AMC, AMS I should say, in Little Island. Hi Selena and all of the gang. To the Cancer Services in the Dunmanway Day Unit in the CUH. To Pat McDonald's Paints on the Commons Road. They're all listening. Adrena National School, GRP Roofing on Tremore Road. Holland's Pharmacy in Clarot uh, would appreciate winning today. They're also celebrating the engagement of their wonderful pharmacist Maeve. So, congratulations Maeve, the pharmacist. Uh, Easy Living Interiors in Harbour Point Business Park and finally the Glen Community Crèche would love feeding today. It is their Halloween dress-up day. So keep those texts coming. Text who you are and where you are to 0868 104 106 and we'll do another shout out in half an hour's time. Get it off your chest. Call Neil Prenderville now on 0818-104-106-RED-FM. Last week, of course, big announcement with regards to take that playing Leaside at Musgrave Park. And then yesterday afternoon, another great announcement. Sting and Blondie will also play in the same gig, one supporting the other. Blondie is supporting Sting uh, from Musgrave Park on June 18th. And that's just been announced as well. Incredible. Musgrave Park goes from strength to strength. We're very lucky. We've got Musgrave Park and we've got Live in the Marquee and hopefully the Conference and Convention and Concert Centre at some stage. So for the Blondie Sting gig, or the Sting Blondie gig, tickets go on sale this day week at 9am at Ticketmaster.ie. So great, great news. But, of course, we're heading into the bank holiday weekend, the jazz weekend, and for many... 
It was down in Duns the other day, actually. It was like a Tuesday afternoon. And it was like the day before the day before Christmas Eve, the amount of people that were in there. There were trolleys everywhere. I mean, it was incredible the amount of business being done. And a lot of it was the build-up for Halloween. You could see, like, loads and loads of people buying Coke and Tenora and beer and crisps and peanuts and pumpkins and all sorts of stuff like that. The Halloween tradition, of course, as we head into Samhain. And with that in mind, I'm joined again by Kieran Groger, the all-historian and author. He joins me by phone. Kieran, good morning. Although it is a tradition that has very much changed now, hasn't it? Um, You know, you could say that it's been re-imported from America and it's just commercialised and a lot of it is plastic junk. A few years ago, I was in Salem in Massachusetts, and everywhere there were costumes and vampires and the whole lot. But then you go away to the little church, and you see the headstones, jumped up, John, hanged. You see them hanged. And suddenly, there's a cold, cold stone in front of you, and you just see the reality of what happened, if you like, when uh, people were accused of witchcraft. And it, it's away from all the glamour. But yes, I mean, nowadays children are all, they're carving their pumpkins and they're doing all this. And it's not the kind of Halloween we had in Ireland years ago. Um, but at the same time, people are, are kind of getting out and celebrating and dressing up and having fun. And it, that, that's good too for us. Absolutely. It has changed, I suppose. We used to, we used to carve turnips, didn't we, way back in the day? <laughs> Apparently, the story was that it all started in Ireland, the Festival of Samhain. Actually, Yvonne Lawton, the All Witch, is joining me as well. She can jump in on this also. Yvonne, apparently, uh, it it all started uh, way back along. I'll just clean up your line a bit, Kieran, if you don't mind. Uh, When the Irish, can you hear me now, Yvonne? You're okay? It all started when it all started when the Irish emigrated, say in the 1840s, certainly famine time, and they took their traditions to America. And one of them was Samhain or Halloween. Um, But of course, Americans didn't have pumpkin, didn't have turnips. So we, they started carving pumpkins. And that's where that tradition got kind of messed up a bit. Were you aware of that? Uh, yes, 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 we were, yeah, we were uh, aware of that. Um, it was really the Irish and the Scottish, when, when they went over to America, they kind of brought that tradition of Halloween. Mm, mm. But Samhain actually predates Halloween. So we, seeing that we celebrated uh, Samhain in Ireland for maybe 5,000 700 years I believe and when the Celts came to Ireland 2,500 years ago then they started celebrating Samhain and then you had the Druids lighting the fire on the hill of Tara and then from that then all the other fires of Ireland would be lit. And do you as a witch do you acknowledge the importance say of the fairies um, or indeed the fairy forts and aspects like that or is, or is that outside of your belief and your custom? Oh no, all of that is, is um, it's very important to acknowledge all of that. In Ireland, you know, we didn't have the supernatural, we had the natural because for us we lived kind of very close to the realms of the other world and we were always very respectful of that and I suppose coming off that then is that's why you don't really have that many witchcraft trials in Ireland. So when you talk of the witchcraft trials, um, is that a reference to the last witch hanged in Ireland Yall, is it? No, she was never hung because we don't what? really know what happened to her. So what, what is Florence the story Newton. behind it? Florence Newton, yeah. Yeah, so Florence Newton was accused of being a witch. Um, I think one, she went to uh, one of the houses um, Christmas Eve, I think, for some food um, and she was refused and she went off and then she met the maid and she overlooked her 
And from that then, um, she was accused of all sorts of things. So, I mean, if we look at things, a lot of the times where people were accused of witchcraft were towns that the English were in, garrison towns. Because Irish people themselves, they, you know, they loved anything to do with the supernatural. And we were always very respectful of fairies, fairy forts at the Hawthorn trees. So, you know, you had all these witchcraft trials going on in England and people being accused of being a witch. And Salem and in Massachusetts, I believe, wasn't that? There's many a book written on the town of Salem there's, and the witch trials. Many, yeah, there is many a book written. And the English um, then had witch hunters who went around, literally, like witch inspectors, trying to right, find got, witches, they, prosecute them, they, kill them. That's right. And they got, they, they got paid for everybody that was either hung or was, was burnt. And we do talk about, you know, um, having people burnt at the stake. But at the end of the day, a lot of people were just hung because they didn't want to spend the money on all the fuel, uh, getting the coal, the fire. So an easy way out was just to hang them. Some women recently got apologies, even though they were hanged back in the 1700s. A lot of them would have been, say, modern day herbalists who just had really good cures that were used from plants or or, or from nature to cure and help people. But they were deemed to be supernatural um, you know that, that what they you were know, doing was, was actually the devil's work and it wasn't it, no none of it was because you know the earth mother earth gives us everything that we need it's there for us um, she can cure us as well as kill us but it's just having that um, instinct of what works and what doesn't work okay okay hold, um, hold on there a second because I've got a better line to Kieran Grogan the author and historian down in York Kieran, good morning again can you hear me any better now yeah, not much, much better. Thank so you. I, I know that Yall is a very historic town, and on that basis, yeah. it is a is it a very spiritual and haunted town? Yeah. Well, if you go back a little bit about the, the witchcraft, we, we, there are only four, if you like, recorded cases in Ireland, but that's not. Um, say there wasn't a lot more um, or there weren't a lot more trials. The problem is that during the Irish Civil War, an awful lot of our records were burnt. And so we don't have records. And how we hear about trials is very interesting. In this case, uh, there was a man in, in Yall called Richard Boyle. He was the first Earl of Cork. Mm. His son was Robert Boyle, who was a scientist and one of the founder members of the Royal Society. Now, he was absolutely fascinated with witchcraft, uh, with any kind of uh, miracles. And he particularly did experiments to see uh, how actually this worked. How do you experiment? Now, I, he experimented on women? I don't know. For example, there was a man um, a, a, a near Capoquin, a man called Valentine Greatwakes, who was involved in the trial. But Valentine Greatwakes was known as the stroker. He was able to cure people of diseases. He would touch them on the hand, rub their hands, and they would get cured. And it was a very, very strange thing. But then Boyd would would investigate him and see what, was his body temperature changing? Was he getting warm or cold when he was doing these cures? He was doing that, but he was involved in the trial. And so... We the actual account we have of the witchcraft trial comes from Robert Boyle, and it comes, it's based in London in the Royal Society uh, archives. We, that's where the account is, and what uh, happened was the judge in the case wrote an account of everything in the in the trial, and uh, he signed his his notes, and Robert Boyle. Okay, and and was this, forgive me, uh, but was this an actual trial that happened in Yall, where there there were many women being tried for witchcraft, is it? 
not really, because what was so unusual about this, uh, I think that there are very few trials in Ireland. Like in England, at that time, in that century, there were over 500 women uh, hanged. But hanging was unusual because in the Irish um, trial situation, there was an actual uh, an act, uh, a criminal act, 1586, it's called the Irish Witchcraft Act, but the penalty for being uh, found guilty of witchcraft was one year in prison. It wasn't death. Um, the reason that, that there's an association with Florence Newton is that in her case, uh, the one of the jailers who was minding her died and she was accused of killing him. So that it, it, it wasn't just a simple witchcraft trial, it also became a murder trial. But if they had all of the notes regarding it, why don't we know what happened to uh, Florence Newton? Yeah, it, it, the funny thing is that in the handwritten notes that we have, uh, one, one of the, the, the classic things, for example, is that it, the, the note starts off, uh, Florence Newton died uh, age 65 or uh, thereabouts, but died 65 or thereabouts. It could be died or it could be aged 65. There is a certain doubt. Okay, uh, but you, but the, I'm just trying to jump in there if you want, Yvonne. Like, she was yeah. tried for witchcraft. Uh, was she found guilty? Do you know what happened to her? No, we, 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 we don't, don't. No, we don't. Karen's right. We don't know what's, what, what has happened to her. Um, but but I, I suppose my own feeling would be, I mean, she was tortured. So you can imagine if she was... If she was tortured. What kind of torture? Okay, the, 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 there was an actual book that the, the, the mm. people like Matthew Hopkins, the witch, the witch finder, there yeah. was an actual book. And the first thing that would happen to a woman, this woman I was age 65, she's stripped naked. And she is, then every bit of hair is shaved off her body. And so they're looking for the mark of the devil, are they somewhere, I exactly. think? Exactly. Yeah. exactly. Well, yeah. The idea is to stick needles into the woman because the particular devil's... Um, the teeth won't they won't bleed and they kept sticking the needles into her and she kept bleeding so that didn't work the second trial is you get a razor blade and you slice the palms of the hands and that didn't work the idea was witches wouldn't bleed so they then said they would try her with the water test which is you tie the right hand to the left leg and the left leg to the, the left arm to the right leg you put a rope then on the person and you throw them into the water my god they will float so if they were a if they were a witch, they would float. Yes, if they weren't. They were <laughs> but if they weren't a witch, they were if innocent. You were drowned, you were wrongly, you were wrongly accused. Sure, that's ins- I mean, that's stupid, yeah, isn't it, it Yvonne? So happened. if you're not yeah. a witch, you drown. Yes. Yeah, one way or another, you're 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 going to to heaven or hell or whatever. Yeah. They were incredibly superstitious back then, weren't they? Absolutely. Well, you see, you have to look are, at, yeah. at the time. Uh, Yall has mm-hmm. been uh, under the control of the Puritans from the time of Oliver Cromwell yeah. in Yall, 1649, up to 1660. The Puritans are in control. There's no music. There's no theatre. They're a totally uh, straight-laced group of people are in charge in the town and they control everything. They tolerated no deviance whatsoever from, the, from I guess, the word of God, if you like. But Yvonne, there's another story then of the Banishka. Do you know that one? This Is is this oh, another do, fable? Yeah. That's, or? That's actually, no, that's, that's one that my grandmother always uh, spoke about. Um, she told my mother, actually, and then as we were growing up, my mother told us. But the Banishka is I suppose the water witch who lived out in 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 the water, and it was actually two of our relations. They were out fishing one morning, 
and they got lost. There was uh, a mist came in um, around them and they couldn't find which way to go. To the, um, the back into the harbour and the pier of yeah, Yall. Back, yeah, back into Yall, yeah. yeah. So uh, they they were they were looking around, they were totally lost, and the next minute they could see, like, a light coming under the water. And as they did, um, this woman, she said nothing, she just rose up from the water, very ethereal uh, lady, and she just pointed them in the direction of uh, Yall Harbour. And they just started uh, going in that direction. And they found their way home. Because back then there'd have been no lighthouses, no lights, nothing like that. No, nothing. But she guided them home. Yes, it's just a beautiful story that my mother always told us. Yes, there are there are so many others, aren't there? I mean, like I've heard the story of Mal Goggin. Which one of you want to take the Mal Goggin story? Because she she had a lover who failed to come back from sea. I think wasn't it? Yes, you always have that uh, that that woman waiting for that man to come home that doesn't come home. Does she and, haunt uh, a yeah, corner she, of y'all or something, Kieran? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Well, you see, yeah. if you take ghost stories, generally speaking, they're unfinished business. Somebody who was trying to do something, trying to get home, say hello to his wife or his kids, and for whatever reason, can't do it. And so we have this famous word, rest in peace. Um, the person can't rest in peace until they've done their business. And so the, the ghost is firmly, totally and utterly is is forced to keep on trying to get home. And is that and, what Ma Goggin continues to do? What, why? Because her, yeah, her, well, her sweetheart didn't come she's home. She's waiting. It? Because she's waiting. She's waiting for him to come home. I mean, I, I've spoken to lots of people who have seen her around Bulgaria. Are you serious? Are you serious? Yeah. How do they describe they, that she looks like? Well, they just say that she's wearing a white cloak or and she's just standing there and then and she's waiting. And often you would see her on the moon, obviously you have stuff embellished as well. She would be waiting there on the moonlit night for him to come home. And then you have others that would say she's wearing a shawl and she's got a lantern. So it depends on who you talk to. But somebody's always got a story or some of them will say rather than the corner, you see, you see her on the rocks as well. And that's Ma Goggin there, Kieran, because her sweetheart didn't come back. He drowned at sea, and she would usually wait to see his boat come in. Is it from that spot? Exactly. That's, that's, but she's waiting. And but there, there, there's also uh, an even older tradition, and that is that the actual original lighthouse in Yall was actually manned, if, if that's the correct word, by nuns. And around the lighthouse, there would have been nuns buried, and then the nuns were moved away. Um, they, uh, so they moved in, in, into town, if you like, and one of the places they had today is a hotel today. But they moved in. But th- that particular corner has is in people's memory for an awful long reason because there were actually there were people buried there. Is that the same area where there's this phantom monk that's seen down around y'all? Is that the same area there, up up high, as you hook a right down there by Clancy's Bar? Yeah, well, no, that that's where my Goggins Corner is. Yeah. That's, uh, f- I, so I the Phantom that. Monk is. Where's the Monk? Uh, th- th- the Monk I is. I don't to- know. Uh, yeah, the Monk is towards the other end of the town. Okay. Uh, by let's say the old Rally Quarter, and he's been seen walking over and back through the wall, as if he's gone into church. So but he's theory um, that um, that Florence Newton, the witch of God, used to be able to appear in various places, and part of that there are tunnels. Um, under various parts of Yall that are still there. Um, there are some incredible tunnels around Yall. Um, 
some of them are old suturane tunnels where people can literally appear out of nowhere um, and it doesn't seem clear where they might have come from. But the, those traditions are there and when you have the monks, um, uh, literally you had, the, you had four groups of monks around the uh who came with the Normans, the Augustinians, the Benedictines, the Dominicans, the Franciscans. You have loads and loads of monks and strange enough, the monks were actually fighting among themselves mm. because they all needed business. Mm. Okay, so it was a business, of course. It certainly was. Um, I know that there are events planned, of course, right across the long weekend that's in it. But as 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 a as a working witch, for want of a better term, would you describe yourself as that, uh, Yvonne? Obviously, uh, I, just, I, I just describe myself as a witch. <laughs> Some well, days I work, some days I don't. Too <laughs> okay. So, so the spirit of Samhain. This is your time, the time of of witches to come out and do. Uh, what exactly will you be doing across the weekend? See, um, we're we're actually doing it on Halloween itself. Yeah, which is on Tuesday, thirty first. So we have a lot of yeah, we've got a lot of um, events planned, and one of them, which is something we're quite proud of, is that we get to get to go onto the beach and do a ritual on Halloween night that everybody can come and watch and we connect back into our ancestors. Uh, we, I suppose, um, do spells. Um, it's, it's just the most beautiful, ethereal thing that you have ever seen. It's just gorgeous to be part of it. And then we have Anne Vanishka, who was alive and she becomes part of the ritual and she gets up back on a boat to go home and she's here for the hopes, dreams and wishes of y'all. And we have a hand fasting with the dagger and American. We also have like broomstick making for the kids. We have a big uh, Barry's Lane, down Barry's Lane. We have a, a big market. Then we have um, something for the adults as well. So obviously we've got a sound guided meditation. There's a lot. Um, there's a lot. Huh? There's a, there's a, that's all in one day because you know when you remember like I don't know even if your kids you know when they get up in the morning and it's Halloween and you're excited and there's some there's an excitement about the day. And then you're waiting till five, six o'clock to go trick or treating. Yeah, we yeah. thought, what we do a whole day of it, and then at seven o'clock, people can come down to the beach and they can see what witchcraft is really about. So, how many witches I mean, will be on the beach? Uh, about twenty-two witches. And where are they all from? Those other witches. We have them from all over Ireland, but they're also from Wales. We have them from Kansas. We have them from Scotland. Brazil uh, and the what? Ukraine. So and will they all? Yeah. I mean, how does a witch? How would how would you notice a witch? What's the dress sense like? <laughs> they can dress in any way they want. No, I mean, I've seen uh, photographs, and, and it's usually yeah. long, dark cloaks with hoods. Well, that that's what we'd be wearing on uh, Tuesday night because obviously that's the ritual, and there's a reverence to it as well. Um, so that's what you'll be seeing on the beach. And can any of you um, cast spells? And if so, give me an example of one. But anybody can cast a spell. It doesn't, you don't have to be a witch to cast a spell. Words cast spells. Words are power. You know, things we say, we send out to the universe. And it's all energy. And that becomes powerful in itself. Right. Okay. So, okay. you know, like, like you're just asking me there about just um, the witches. This is your time. But every day is our time. The reason why witches are equated with Halloween is because Halloween was thought of a dark time, it was an evil time, and witches were thought of, of as evil. But that's not the case. And you know, like people are only interested really in talking to me a lot of the times during Halloween when they could be talking to us during Imbolc, during Lunasa, during the summer solstice, because we celebrate everything. That's you true. have to celebrate yeah. life, don't you? You just have to celebrate life because you never know 
what's, what's ever going to happen. That's and it's true. So important. That's true. Yeah, That's true. So important. Okay, well, listen, I'll come back to it on, on Tuesday and highlight more of the events that are happening down on the day itself. But thanks for taking the call Great. for now. Appreciate and it to you. Thank you so much. And, and also to uh, Kieran Groger from you all, both of you. Text 0868 104 106. Uh, we have some great prizes to give away as well this morning for all of your different ghost stories and stories of apparitions. We've covered a lot this morning. Banishka, we've spoken about the Phantom Monk. We've spoken to Mog Goggin on Mog Goggin's Corner. We've spoken also about uh, Florence Newton, uh, the witch who went on trial, and indeed the apparitions up around the old North Infirmary and stories like that. So keep them coming. Text 0868 104 106. Another story in a moment. Talk to Neil Prendeville now. 0818 Cork's Red FM. Also not forgetting the white lady of uh, Kinsale who can be seen uh, of a dark night walking the ramparts of Charles Fort. I wonder if anybody knows the backstory behind the white lady. Uh, meanwhile, back to the phone lines we go. Dan, good morning. Good morning. How are you? Very seriously though, your misfortunate brother died young, did he? He did, he was only 54. Um, sad. And on the morning of his yeah. funeral, tell us that story. Well, put it this way, no, no, he didn't offer the world. Ah, the misfortune, yeah. that's sad to hear. Yeah, that's yeah. sad to hear. But that's anyway, anyway, the morning of the funeral, anyway. It was the old road going down to the funeral in Carrytool, right? Carrytool. Yeah, and uh, there was the old road, that didn't, the new road didn't exist that time, like. Anyway, on the way down, we were just about to pass downtown church, and there's a road to the left. And whatever look I give, Jesus, I saw, I saw my brother standing there. On the side and of I the said, road? Yes, yes. But he was in a kind of a car, but there's another road going up there. There was a, there was a bit of IB over the thing, and for the misty old drizzly morning, and there he was standing anyway. Over right? a, he was next to a, an ivy bush. That's right, yeah. And the sister happened to look, and I said to the sister, I said, did you just see what I saw? I did. She said, did you just see what I saw? I did, I said. So wow. you see, and he was old of it. He was, he was happy. How do you know? I mean, describe, describe what you saw. I mean, you saw your brother standing on the side of the road as you passed by in the funeral yeah. car. Yeah, just in a, a flash in a split second, there he was. Watching and you. And this is also watching his own funeral. And he, I mean, what kind of an expression had you long enough to see? I just seen him as plain as day. Was he smiling? Was he sad? No, he wasn't sad at all. He was just all dressed up the way he was, fully dressed up, and it was lovely to see, actually. And you know, there was a great sense of relief. Did you get a shock or a fright or anything like that? No, 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 I did. I was kind of startled, all right, like, you know, but um, in a happy kind of way. Yeah, and uh, what do you think it was a message from him? Yes, as much as I say, look, I'm not, I'm not in that cab in front. I'm over it. I'm happy. I'm at peace. Yes, 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 yes. So, so if if your sister hadn't seen it, of course, you'd wonder, oh my God, did I imagine that? But oh, I didn't imagine it. I didn't imagine it. See, that's that's amazing because you can't trap energy. You know, like we we live on in different sorts and different forces after the body, it, where you know is is gone and and stops working, or our spirit and our energy continues. Um, and he, oh my dear man, there is a hereafter. So he wanted to give you both a message saying. Yes, you know, I, yes. I know you're. I know you're sad, but I'm now at peace. Yeah, you know the most look. Everything is okay. I'm happy out. Amazing, isn't it? Isn't that amazing? Yeah, you oh, must take an awful lot of consolation from that. Oh, absolutely, absolutely. It was terrific. 
Yeah, because sure, I, I remember another time then I was in England there and um, we was, I was there, we were staying I was with my wife to be at the time and we were staying in this bed sit and he went, yeah, this was about half two in the day and uh, my father wasn't well at home. That time there was no mobile phones or nothing like, you know. Anyway, there was a fist of gravel at the back window. I said, Jesus, I said, we were up on the second floor because I knew there was no gravel in the air behind where we were staying to dry grass. And I told myself, I said, well, I said, there's half two in the day now. And I said, well, the father's just after passing, I said. I said, oh, you know what? She, she got started to with the gravel at the window, like. Anyway, I said, I said, I have to draw out some money, I said. Anyway, I went down to the pub anyway that evening, anyway. Because I had to get the board to follow in there. And uh, the brother walked in, anyway. And he says, he said, I've bad news faces. <laughs> like that, I know. I said the father passed away today about half two, didn't he? He said, he did. He said, how'd you know? I said, I got the gravel at the window. I said, <laughs> you well, Yeah. Anyway, we came home for the funeral. And the three of us, and there was another brother up in other parts of England. And the three of us came over, anyway. And of course, you see, it was everything was so sudden. Accommodation wasn't possible. Like, and um, there was a brother in line, anyway, down, down in Cali again. And, and he said, look, he says, you got a caliban off in the neighbor to sleep beside now for the sake of the one or two nights. He says, your grand, he said. Anyway, we know that night before the morning of the funeral. <laughs> and we got language, of course, as you would. Right, okay. And the mass was at 10 o'clock the following morning. No. I got, there was another fist of gravel off the caliban. And I looked at the watch. Oh, Jesus. Nine o'clock, mass was at 10. Come on, I said, Jesus, get up and get dressed. I said, come on. <laughs> so your way of your dad communicating with you was, was to throw gravel at things? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. You see, at times of stress and times of sorrow and that and times of grieving, they're, they're around you. Make no mistake about it. Isn't it amazing, the apparition of your brother and the passing of your dad and knowing the time in a different country and marking the time exactly yes. right as your dad is heading off into... Um, on his journey, he um, he signifies yes. he's gone. He's gone by throwing gravel at the Yeah, I remember my grandfather died there, and the next thing there was three knocks at the door, and the father said, oh, went out. I said, there's no one there, because his dad wasn't well that time, and his, his grandfather, his father died. And did he say yeah. that they're knocking on the door was... His grandfather. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Give it. Like some people, they might get a ring at a doorbell and they go out and there's no one there. That means it's, you know. Amazing. That's it's amazing. It's amazing. Keep those stories I coming. Yeah. I, I, I remember that my mother was dying in Mayfield, right? She was dying of cancer and she was hiding in bed. She couldn't get out of it, right? And my sister was just looking after her. We were not taking turns, actually. That was some. Anyway, she was going out to a little shop and said to her, Mayfield, yeah, you know. That's where she used to go. Yeah. I mean, yeah. The sister met this woman. Come here, she says. I passed your mother there yesterday, she says. I was coming up the hill, I said, and she was going down. Now the two of my great buddies, they was going to be going yeah, on. Yeah, 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 okay. And she, said, and she said, she never said hello to me. Well, the sister said, that's impossible, she says, because she's dying above in the bed. <sighs> she sure she didn't confuse her with somebody else? No, 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 neither were great buddies. Amazing. Okay, three or four great stories there. Thank you, Dan. Awesome. Keep them coming. Text 0868104106. Back after the break, lads. We got some jazz with George and the Roaring Forties next. Call the Neil Prenderville Show now. 0818104106. Red FM. We're giving away lots of jazz tickets for various events in the next 60 minutes. If you're heading out across the bank holiday weekend, we've got live jazz in studio all morning. Back now to George and the Roaring Forties. We're going to do a bit of a rock and roll medley with jazz style. Take it away, Mr. G. 
top, and then my jocks are good. You never ever learn to read or write so well. He can play the guitar like a ring and a bell. Go, go. Time. You ain't nothing but a hound dog crying all the time. You ain't never gonna rabbit, and you ain't no friend of mine. You shake my nerves and you rattle my brains. Too much of love drives a man insane. You broke my wheel, but while it's real, goodness gracious, great balls of fire. You came along and you wooed me, honey. You came along and you shook me, honey. You look fine, you changed my mind. Goodness gracious, great balls of fire. Kiss me, baby. Ooh, feels good. Hold me, baby. Well, I want to love you like a lover should. You're fine. So kind. I want to tell the world that you're mine, 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 mine. I chew my nails and I twiddle my bum. You sure ain't heaven, but it sure is fun. Go, baby. Drive me crazy. Goodness gracious, great balls of fire. Have a lovely jazz weekend, ladies you and too, gentlemen. My son. Come and see well the Royal Forces. Well done. Come and well see done. everybody. Thank you. Good to see you, pal. I'll, I'll come back after eleven and tell you everywhere and anywhere that the Roaring Forties are playing and lots more besides. They certainly have got the practice in and are in great form this morning, George. And the Roaring Forties back after eleven. Show. Red FM. Another great way to start the bank holiday weekend is to win free food Friday, courtesy of ourselves and Roosters, Perry Perry, Douglas and Blackpool. It'll feed 15 to 20 of you and I'll tell you some more about the food in about 15 minutes time and do another bunch of shout outs into the bargain. We also between now and midday have tickets to give away for the Cork Guinness, Guinness Jazz Festival even. Uh, started last night, runs right across the weekend of bank holiday Monday. We have tickets for the Everyman, we have tickets for Cork City Hall, we have tickets for uh, the Metropole and all of those need to be picked up here at some stage today so they're physical tickets and they're going to be one today between now and midday um, just very quickly um, because I've got a lot of bands to play in studio again between now and midday today I want to talk to Fiona Collins you might have heard it in the news little clip there in the 11 o'clock news she's the chair of the Cork Guinness Jazz Festival and so far so good good morning Fiona can you hear me all right Good morning, Neil. How are you this morning? I'm good, girl. I'm good. Now, we we hear of all of the different ticketed events, you know, the likes of the City Hall and the Opera House and the Triscoll and the Met and places like that. But what about for everybody else that wants to get involved? What's going on? For everybody else, there's loads of jazz over the weekend. We have loads of free stuff happening in the Big Fringe. The Big Fringe is all that community effort, the street music that you see happening over the weekend. So, obviously, the first thing, I suppose, is the Albert Plunkett Street Stroll happening this evening right on Albert Plunkett Street, where you will have um, five of the different marching bands playing at different sections of Albert Plunkett Street. So, it's going to make Albert Plunkett Street a big party tonight between six and seven, which we're really looking forward to. Um, and then, obviously, the bands will be around tomorrow afternoon and Sunday afternoon. We have the stage in Emmett Place um, on Saturday afternoon and Sunday afternoon. There is the Elizabeth Forge just tomorrow afternoon. Um, and then, obviously, the jazz service as well on Sunday morning in Shandon. I love that um, idea. That's in St. Anne's. It's a jazz gospel service, isn't it's it? jazz gospel service, yeah. So we're um, lovely Megan the Reverend up there. Um, we're doing um, a whole kind of like Thanksgiving service um, with her. The Cry to a Gospel Choir are going to be singing Hyde Park. Um, one of our marching bands are going to be playing there as well on the Sunday morning. Now, 
I would say tickets are, are there are probably only a few tickets left for it, but I would say definitely if you want to go up there um, with St. Anne's and see, um, there's not that many left, but I know it could be a fabulous event. It okay, really will be a okay, fabulous okay. event. I love the idea of the Oliver Plunkett Street stroll. That's later on today. Um, and they'll be yeah. just literally playing up and down Oliver Plunkett Street. Playing I, up and down Oliver Plunkett Street. It was just to create a party vibe. Yeah, and no, and because in, in the previous the years, I, I also saw an awful lot of bands just impromptu setting up around yeah. Different areas yeah. of Patrick Street, often some band setting up on Grand Parade and stuff like that, just doing their yeah, thing. Yeah, exactly, doing their thing. We do that anyway. So we'll have bands around this afternoon doing some doing some kind of like fifteen minute, twenty minute gigs with a couple of spots over the city where they set up. So even if you're only in the city for the weekend to do a spot of shopping or whatever, you will more than likely come across jazz at some point during during your day, and you may come across several bands during your day. So, so you it's were really say, really great. You were saying forty five million to the local economy with a hundred thousand yeah. people ahead on to Leeside and nearly 55,000 of them coming through Cork Airport. Can you imagine? Can you imagine? Now, I would imagine the full 55,000 may or may not come into the Jazz Festival, Neil. We might be splitting hairs there, right? But, um, but I would imagine, I'm going to say that most of them, most of them are going to be making it into Cork over the weekend, which is phenomenal for us. It's so lovely to have overseas visitors back to the festival, um, English, European, um, and there's a few Americans around as well, which is always great to see in the city. Um, so we're just delighted to have so many visitors in. It, look, it's, it's always wonderful for Cork, and they get to experience Cork, and they get to see that fun side of Cork and get you know the great atmosphere that we have Big time. and Cork lends itself to a festival like this everything is walkable it's just amazing yeah I love the supplements of the Echo this week uh, if oh, people got bad. their hands yeah. on it it's everything and anything regarding the everything jazz and, and the jazz maps yeah. and all of the pubs are on board and everything it's just exactly. absolutely yeah. it's just so, terrific phenomenal. okay well uh, the weather will be kind um, it will be kind oh, you know, it could, it could be yeah. better but showers are alright we can live with that uh, we, can, we can deal with those yeah we can deal with those I have a child of Prague start the week meal, so obviously <laughs> We right. know your stuff. So, All right. Well, listen. Uh, <laughs> have a great jazz weekend, and well done to the you child too. of Prague. Thanks so much. Take care, Fiona. Take thank care, Fiona. You. Chair of the Cork Guinness Jazz Fair. All the pubs are on board. Oh, thank you. I just got a good shout out there for you for the lounge man. He's been in studio with us on many different occasions. The great Connor, the lounge man. He is playing across the jazz weekend. Bit of a plug. Neely says the lounge man is live with the Swing Bandits, an eight-piece jazz band, and the Songstress at the Metropole Hotel this Friday. Saturday and Sunday from 8.30pm. It's going to be the lounge man totally live, he says, and it's going to be epic. Connor, don't be a stranger. Come out and visit us again sometime. So the lounge man is live at the Metropole. Also, I mentioned, if I can find it here, we had George in the Roaring Forties in studio, and I know that they are playing in the Imperial across the whole weekend. They're playing in Barry's and Douglas across the whole weekend, and they're also playing in Brick Lane across the whole weekend as well. So anyway, it's all about the jazz, and hopefully after the break we'll get some more live jazz from Bobby Mack and the Dukes next. This is the Neil Prenderville Show. Text and WhatsApp 086-8104-106. Gork's Red FM. Free Food Friday shout-outs for everybody at Union Hall Smoked Fish who are listening this morning. Premium golf brands are working very hard too. Heads are wrecked and they're starving. Sean and all the staff at Nesbitt's, Caulfield Transport in Little Island, the office, the warehouse and the drivers. Uh, Cobots, I hope I'm pronouncing that right, Cobots.ie in Middleton. Great start to the long weekend. Breffney and everybody at Nesbitt's. Total Solutions in Middleton would love a big feed ahead of the long weekend. RPC Haulage in Granada, Paddy Powers in Grona Broher. 
dock decor, painters and decorators uh, willing to help anybody affected by the flooding. Corabeg na- plant nurseries and ovens would love a treat. The gang at Crazy Monkey Skate and e-scooter repair shop in Douglas. Rockwell Engineering. Morning to Owen. To everybody at the Dean Hotel working hard. Joe's Edge Hair Salon on Station Road in Blarney. The Cork City National Ambulance Service working hard every day. MCK Electrical and Toker are listening. Big shout out to West Cork Building Supplies. Um, the best paint store in Munster, they say. Cool running events are down in Fota. A 12-hour day and it's freezing down there. They could do with some warm food. Uh, Collie Duff Construction are roofing today, so a cold one for them. And lift safety services in the Old Mallow Road. So that's the latest bunch of shout-outs. We'll do one more bunch. So Free Food Friday, courtesy of yourselves and Roosters, Piri Piri, Douglas and Blackpool Retail Park. It'll feed between 15 and 20 of you. So text who you are and where you are to 0868 104 106. Do you remember I was telling you earlier on about the dynamic duos, this survey that they did of the 40 best combos of all time. Tom and Jerry's in there. Fish and chips is number one. Bacon and eggs is second. Bread and butter. Strawberries and cream. Those kind of things. I asked you guys to text me the cork combos. And you did. So forget about the one that was officially done in the papers. Here are the best cork combos. Skirts and kidneys. Breast in a bun. A bodice and offal. Bangers and mash. What a dinner. Loads of breast in a bun actually. Probably coming from hillbillies. Cup of tea and a fag. Definitely an Irish dynamic duo. One doesn't work without the other after a long day's work. James Toomey and John Morgan from the boys and girls of Naka. Salt and pepper, salt and vinegar, mushy peas, curry and chips. Sorry, that's a trio. I'm talking about a duo. Tato and chocolate. Did you ever put peanuts into a bag of Tato crisps and crush them all up? Delicious. Uh, one or two more. Bacon and cabbage, says Tommy and Toker. Black and white, as in what? Pudding, says Mossy the Postman. Beamish and Crawford. Connor and Jock. Tripe and Drasheen. Skirts and kidneys. Cha and Maya. Um, what else have we got here? Ball and chain. Uh, Raza and Tato's. KC and Sons. <laughs> Chips and curry, potato and onion pie, and ring and tell. Keep them coming, guys. Text 0868104106 with the best combos. Right, um, back to the... They're in a different studio to me, so I'm trying to count them in as best I can. With live jazz right across the morning, another feature band across the jazz weekend is Bobby Mack and the Dukes. I think they should be ready to do their thing. So in your own time, guys, bring it on. One, two, three, four... For the way you look at me Oh, is for the only one I see She is very, very extraordinary Is even more than anyone that you adore and love Is all that I can give to you Well, it's more than just a game for two Two in love can make it Take my heart and please don't break it Love was made for me and you
Adele is for the way you look at me and oh, well it's for the only one I see. Just a game for two. Two in love can make it. Take my heart and please don't break it. Love was made for me and you. I said love was made for me and you. One more time. Stuff, guys, absolutely incredible. What a great voice. Sounded so good. Bobby Mack and the Dukes with Bobby and John and Noah and Stephen. Sax, keys, bass, and of course, some great vocals. Hopefully, we'll squeeze another tune out of them in the next few seconds. Back after the break. The Neil Prendeville Show on Cork's Red FM. Our phone lines remain open after midday 0818 104 106. It's all about the jazz and jazz tickets to give away between now and midday today. We've got Bobby Mack and the Dukes in studio. They are playing games gigs across in Barbarossa and the Tomond all weekend. They're doing gigs in Douglas. They're in Jono's with the band there and they're also in Barry's on Monday. And we will check back in with uh, ticket giveaways after one more because they've got a dash to set up downtown. But Bobby Mack and the Jukes with I Want to Be Like You. VIP. Well, I reached the top and had to stop and that's what's bothering me. I want to be a man back up and stroll right in the town and be just like them other men I'm tired of mucking around. To make my dreams come true Give me the secret man cup Yeah, show me what to do And give me the power of man's red flower So I can be like you Oh, what we do I wanna be like you ooh, ooh. I wanna walk like you Talk like you want to ooh, ooh. You see, it's true ooh, ooh, what we do And that blind me each couple of them on me I can't let to be like someone like you I can't love to be Oh, like someone like me Oh, one more time I can't love to be Like someone like you 
Super stuff. Thank you, guys. Have a great jazz weekend. Bobby Mack and the Dukes. And as I say, uh, they're playing all over. But let, him, let, let me just get a, maybe 30 seconds. You, you, you got an incredible voice. I mean, it's just so suited to what you play. Well done. <laughs> Thank you so much. Thank you very much. Where did you travel from? We came down from Kildare this right. morning. Christy Moore country. I didn't know you were known for jazz up there. That was folk. <laughs> Absolutely. No, listen, we're known for jazz everywhere. But uh, it's great to be here. We set off early this morning. Pleasure okay. to be here. This is not your first year? No, this is our fourth year now this time. Myself and the band. Yeah, we came down. I've come down as a fan for years before that and was very lucky to, to be invited down by um, Elche from Live Music Promotions. She started booking me back in 2019. It's a great buzz around, isn't there? Anticipation for the whole long weekend. But is that, I mean, is that full time with you guys in the band then? Yeah, it's a full time gig for myself. So I'm a professional jazz musician for 11 years now. Um, so I'm, it's very much my life. It's everything I do. And uh, it's just great to be here. Yeah. Do you travel a lot with your talent then? Yeah, we travel all over the country. Depends where the music, where the gigs take us. Um, obviously, it's great working near to home, of course. But uh, yeah, now we go abroad. We, we play all over the country as well. Yeah. Fantastic. So where are you playing over the weekend then? So our two main venues will be Barbarossa and also the Tone Bar right. and we'll also have two trips out to Douglas we'll be in O'Sullivan's on Saturday night with the Six Piece Band which we're really excited about and also be in Barry's Monday afternoon Fantastic well enjoy it you all sound in great form may you have a great weekend my friend Thank you so much Thank Take you. care there's Bobby Mack from Bobby Mack and the Dukes you've heard it first they're playing a lot of different gigs Barbarossa, Barbarossa the Tone Bar you can go don't mind the door just head off it's fine it's a, it's a bit of an organic morning here this morning Jono's and Barry's as well Now uh, with regards to tickets. We have tickets for the Everyman, Cork City Hall and we also have tickets for the Metropole. We've got different nights at the Metropole, both Sunday and indeed tonight. Cork City Hall are tickets for Sunday night. The Everyman is tickets for Saturday night and for Sunday night. So where will I start? Let's start with the Everyman tickets, shall we? We've got tickets for the Everyman for Saturday afternoon at 2 o'clock. So let's shift those ones now and also the Everyman for Sunday at 6pm. Pairs of tickets for those. You'll be on the guest list, you and a plus one. So pick up the phone if you'd like to get out at the weekend and you think you'd like to see some live jazz at the Everyman. Our phone lines are open for that now for the Saturday lunchtime gig and for the Sunday 6 o'clock gig. So 0818-104-106 on that one. It will take callers 9 and 10 and enjoy. Meanwhile, can I also say that we also have tickets for the Met to give away and the Cork Jazz Ball, which is an aid of Spinal Injuries Ireland. That takes place tomorrow night. I have a table of six for that. So we'll be opening the phone lines on that one. So it takes place every year. The World Cup final, Rugby Cup final, is also happening tomorrow night. All right, so you've got the, uh, the All Blacks and, and South Africa. So there's a drinks reception at half past five. Dinner is at half past six. And the Rugby World Cup final is after that on the big screens. This is in the Radisson Blue Hotel in Little Island. And after that, then, you've got live jazz. So it's doing everything. The food, a few drinks, World Cup rugby final, the jazz, and a disco afterwards. So I'll be opening the phone lines for that. But please, only call if you can go, because otherwise you'll be doing somebody else out of it, and they'd be desperately keen to go. All right, so that'll happen between now and midday today when we open the phone lines for it. I think it's only fair to say that some of our uh, ghost stories this morning have been fantastic. So we have chances to do another one or two ghost stories this morning, and then more on Tuesday. All right, so if you've got a good ghost story, you could win yourself tickets for the Metropole or tickets for City Hall. All right, so think about that uh, and uh, pick up the phone. Text 0868104106. Get on the air and tell us your ghost story. So all that and lots more besides. Back after these. Talk to Neil Prenderville now. 0818104106. 
Cork's Red FM. Heading into, well, where it's arrived actually because the jazz actually started last night. And what's all that about Macy Gray doing that incredible gig at Collins? That was something else, wasn't it? A great location for her to do her thing. And of course, plays on Leaside uh, this weekend. So we have tickets to give away and we're graced with lots of different jazz bands this morning and people will be featuring as part of the jazz weekend. Great to see back with us again this year, the New York Brass Band. We need to get them in because they need to get their rig done to various gigs around the city. So let's see what they got for us. The New York Brass Band, ladies and gentlemen. Let's have a listen. All right. Uh, sooner rather than later would be nice. They'll actually be part of the parade on the streets as well. Friday, Saturday and Sunday, the band will be parading. Here we go.
I'll get another song out of the New York brass band from York in the UK. That's James and his sons, Joe and Charlie, and Tom. There's two Connors, another James, another Tom and a Nigel. They're playing the Oliver Plunkett tonight, Jazz Brunch at the Riverley on Sunday and Monday, Reardon's on Saturday and Sunday evening, and also doing some parading as well, doing a band parade around the streets of Cork City right across the weekend. The New York brass band will get another one from them at this side uh, of midday. And then Jorge Kachmari uh, from the Underscore Orchestra to play us out just before midday but I'm mad keen for more of those ghost stories and hopefully we'll have even more on Tuesday so Pat good morning can you hear me alright my friend he should be on line 6 are you there Pat Nah, it ain't happening, guys, unfortunately. Certainly not on sick. I was going what I was gonna to say to Pat was you're gonna tell us a story. It might be Tuesday at this stage with regards to ghosts in the city, because he worked in Burgerland, right? Which was on Patrick Street way back in the day, and above it was the Victoria Hotel and what would have been Coco's nightclub and all that kind of stuff, but it was a hotel. And I do know for a fact that there was a ghost in the Victoria Hotel. I I was always told that it was a, a woman. Um, because there was parts even when I was gigging there of the old hotel that people were very slow to go to because of ghostly apparitions or what have you. I think it may be tied into Pat's story with regards to a ghost above Burgerland and what would have been part originally of the old Victoria Hotel. So if it doesn't happen today, it'll certainly happen on... Um, it'll Actually, maybe maybe we got him on WhatsApp. So Pat, I kind of half stole your story and kind of confirming that there was always said to be a ghost in the old Victoria Hotel, Right. 100% Neil because I remember this and so do you remember Burgerland and I do uh, Jackie Solon's burger, a great burger there yeah I do remember that's right and, and Davis was next door but Neil this was the second year of the Jazz Weekend 1979 as far as I can remember it was a Sunday night and we wanted to get Jazz in around quarter one so my job was to check the bathrooms so there was 16 stairs going up to the bathrooms and then that corridor was leading on to the old Victoria Hotel yeah, yeah, yeah. We had some, some stories there but so I went up checked the men's ladies came down no one there and I was just going to lock the door going up to the bathroom and I saw this fella at the top of the stairs I said excuse me we're closed by and he went oh damn that goddamn whatsapp what did he say I'm I'm losing you there you said we're closed and he said what what that was it see that he had a hat on him jazz hat grey shirt and black pants so I went back up to the men's toilet there was no one in there so I knocked at the ladies no one in there and I came back out again and I heard running water. Say, what the hell is that? I went into the men's bathroom and there was the hot water running and the steam on the glass. And what was on the glass? A handprint. Well, Neil, I jumped down those 16 steps by. Not even Linford Christie could have caught me. Do you think that was Victorian clothes he was wearing with a top hat as opposed to somebody dressed up for the jazz? Well, you see, there was no activity. Okay. Well, along the top floor. And all the boards be creaking, and uh, we tell little ghost stories. We like little candles, and we'd have our torches with the batteries. That's going back now to the mid seventies. Well, it was, you know, there was said to have been some sort of apparitions in the old Victoria Hotel, as I said, because there's areas of the old corridors that people wouldn't go near. They get it would be like freezing cold rushes of wind and everything, and apparitions of what I thought was a woman, but you're saying. A guy, a man. A guy in his 30s, Neil, he'd on the jazz hat, grey shirt, black pants. And I said, what? I went up the stairs into the men's, no one there, into the ladies. I came out, I heard running water, it was a hot tap, and there was a steam on the glass and a 
Bizarre story. My apologies, Pat. That keeps on breaking up by WhatsApp, but another great one. Um, keep them coming. Text 0868104106. I don't know if we play our cards right. Is it possible to get one more from the New York Brass Band before they head off on tour of the city and suburbs across the jazz weekend? They did a really great tribute to Bob Marley. I think this may be... Uh, <laughs> Maybe a, a Rick Astley number with their own interpretation of it. So in your own time, guys, go for it. Here we go. One, two, three.
you all. It's a pleasure to have you back again this year. The New York Brass Band from York in the UK. And that really works with pop and jazz and bass, doesn't it? Rick Astley's never going to give you up. Uh, still a little bit more jazz to come this side of midday. But remember, we still have more tickets to go give away. And also, free food Friday. Had one quick bunch of shout-outs as soon as they come to hand. And then we'll pick a winner, courtesy of ourselves in Roosters, Piri Piri, Douglas and Blackpool Retail Park. So it'll feed between 15 and 20 of you and it'll be a great way to start the bank holiday weekend and the jazz weekend. We have tickets for the Met for Friday night. We have tickets for the Met for Sunday night. And we have tickets for the City Hall for Sunday night as well. So we'll be opening the phone lines for those. Talk about a bit of a stroke of bad luck. I'll talk to Tom in a second. But Free Food Friday shout is for everybody. Guilty here on Beauty and Blarney. Just opened their new premises. Would love to win. Uh, everybody at uh, St. Vincent's Residential Care on St. Mary's Road. Morning, Michelle. To everybody uh, at who are starving Marvin at ACIJCB in Carrick Tool for the Bonsacore Care Village Nursing Home where we're listening. We're listening to you every day. We'd love to surprise our colleagues in the Fru area in Dell Technologies. In our shift rotation work, we're working straight through the jazz weekend to next Thursday. So it would be a booster if they got a rooster so more to Sharon and Tricia and Orla and all the Fru gang to everybody at Cullen View Interiors in Riverstick to the gang at Clona Dairies in Wilton uh, to Headway and Ballancolic to Operation Transport Staff the National Seaway and the Port of Tivoli sorry we also have High Street Books listening I've found another page here and everybody at Shipping Solutions Building Stone in Dripsy Ella and the Beauty Hall staff in Boots on uh, Moons, Half Moon Street you're a good place to be working this weekend you'll be surrounded by jazz everybody at Noreen's Hair Studio in White's Cross and finally uh, down in Mallow working hard Joe Buckley Construction uh, and it's David Nyan's last day because he's off to Australia next Saturday ah. so we'll pick a winner for that in a few minutes time just a fast one if you don't mind because the, the extraordinary things can happen not just ones but in pairs Tom good morning good morning how are you what's the problem with your motor car the Peugeot oh geez, don't talk to me so on the way to work this morning about half six twenty six I'd say um, just after there's a few twisty bins there after the Donnerill turn off towards both of them and the van just cut out of me basically in the middle of absolute nowhere and um, <laughs> stranded on the, N20, on the N20 yeah well not stranded but on the N20 it was a very very bendy road and then just some good Samaritan taxi driver just pulled over re-jumped leaded it for me again um, I mean I was Jesus, the lorries and everything that were coming over there was shooting crazy, past you. Know? I know, it's scary. It's happened oh, to me. God, yeah. It's crazy, yeah. Yeah. I'm yeah. standing in the middle of the road with the light at the back of me, so I'm trying to tell cars where to go. <laughs> go away, was it dark as well? It was half six in the morning, yeah. Oh my God. So, taxi man, <laughs> he jump started you and off you went on your merry, merry way, no? No, but I'd say less than 500 metres later, it cut out of me again. and It was a hard shoulder this time, though. That. It was a bit better off, so. And pure coincidence, five minutes later, the same man coming towards me, he jump-started me again. I just don't know how it happened. Like, the exact same man jump-started me again. And um, basically, the van just won't go anymore. I had to get a towed home then after that. So 350 yards down the drain before the long weekend. Oh, man. <laughs> you were kind of haunted in a good way and then haunted in a bad way. Yeah, I'd so. say it's the alternator. Would you? Says me, pretending I know everything about engines. Jeez, I, I don't know. I don't care. The van. Well, I'm not taking that van anymore. Anyway. <laughs> uh, time for a new van. Is it an old one? It's uh, it's an old six, like so. I was fairly battered, all right. But I've only had it with about three weeks. Later. So, what, what did you get a tow in the end or what? I did. Yeah, three hundred and fifty euro to get it all the way towed back home. <laughs> Wait a second. How far? Uh, I'd say it was about. 60 kilometres I'd say 50, 60, 70 kilometres 
That's a pricey tow job, isn't it? 350 bucks? Uh, I, I won't complain, to be honest with you. <laughs> it's not covered on your car insurance, no? No, they won't, it wasn't covered. I rang them, but it wasn't covered. Apparently, I should have paid extra if I wanted it. Ah, that's a bummer, isn't it? They don't uh, give you a bloody spare wheel. They tell you if you get a puncture, <laughs> call a tow truck. And then you, I think it would come, should come standard as part of an insurance policy, shouldn't it? Sometimes, yeah, but look, I won't... I'm home and not stayed. That's the main thing. Okay, well, I hope that the rest of your weekend goes without any incidents. But fair play to the taxi driver. They're always there to help, I can tell you that. Have a good one. Appreciate it. Thanks, Tom. Take care. Okay, the underscore orchestra will be playing a couple of tunes for us to play us out. I think uh, we got. I watched a video of them earlier in the week and they do a really great song called The Whiskey Song. I hope they do that. Perhaps that's what they're going to do. So let's hear it for Fiona, Jorge, and Ori. Go for it, guys. the underscore orchestra we're gonna sing a little song all about whiskey do you like drinking whiskey i like drinking whiskey i've been drinking whiskey most of the nights all night long it's gonna be good here's a little tune we like to cry the words i've been drinking whiskey i've been drinking whiskey all night long you can sing along if you feel like it here it comes right now
down the last time now get the music here come certainly glamorized it but I'm not quite sure you'd recommend you it that drinking was, yeah. whiskey all night long back again just to wrap up with the underscore orchestra in a couple of seconds time but Free Food Friday winners for this week should be out in Wilton I think there's at least 15 perhaps 20 of them at Clona Dairy Products Niall hello looking forward to the long weekend my friend Oh, definitely, yeah. Have you got a bit of hunger on you this Friday lunchtime? Yeah, we're, we're, we're starving. Are you, are, you, are you producing milk there for the nation? Yeah, we are selling it every day. We're very busy today. Okay, so you can wash down the Free Food Friday food with some ice-cold milk. I would imagine. Yes, we will. Yeah, more certainly. Yeah. Okay, so uh, thank you for texting week in, week out. How many of you are there? Oh, there's probably about 15 or so. Okay, how many have you got there with you? I have seven. That'll do for a big weekend. Now, this has got to be an extra big shout-out. It's a bank holiday weekend. Cheer, please. So off you go in your own time. That'll do me nicely. Well done. Thanks for listening. Congratulations. Free Food Friday on the way for all of the gang at Clona Dairy Products in Wilton. Uh, Busy keeping Cork City and County supplied in milk for the bank holiday weekend. Our lines are open for lots of different tickets, guys. Believe me when I tell you this, we have loads of them. Now, most importantly, the Jazz Weekend uh, tickets for the uh, Jazz Ball in aid of spinal injuries. I've told you all about it. It's happening tomorrow night, the Radisson Blue and Little Island. If you want to go, call now, but only if you can go. It's for you and six people, right? So it's a really great event. You and five others. We've got a table set up for you down there. Get dialing for that. 0818104106. We have tickets for Friday night at the Met. We have tickets for Sunday night at the Met. We also have tickets for City Hall for Sunday night's gig as well. We also have tickets for Swan Lake and we'll give those as well uh, part of the jazz giveaway so if you want to go along to uh, the jazz uh, Cork City Ballet's uh, Swan Lake production on the 30th anniversary of Cork City Ballet in the Opera House we have two tickets to give away for that for the performance on Thursday November 2nd so phone lines are open for all of that pick up the phone 0818104106 let's just try and squeeze one more in then just to set up, up for the, set us up for the jazz weekend with Jorge and the underscore orchestra guys go for it no one to walk with all by myself no one to talk with but i'm happy on the shelf it must be heaven deceiving my love for you With flirting, it's just you I'm thinking of. Ain't misbehaving, just saving my love for you. Like Jack corner in the corner, don't go nowhere. What do I care? Your 
Thank you, Fiona. Thank you, Jorge. And thank you, Ori. That's the underscore orchestra. And they're playing the Metropole and the Montanati as well. So the Metropole every evening and the Montanati Hotel on Saturday and on Sunday. We had some great talent in studio this morning. Thank you to everybody. For more Red FM podcasts, go to redfm.ie forward slash podcasts.